Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic You Radio, and thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology, where we are tapping into the magic of the cosmos for practical guidance and wisdom with your host, Janet Hickox, intuitive astrologer and numerologer. everybody. Thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology and Happy New Moon in Virgo Day. Uh, today's show, we're going to be going into the third key of, uh, how, of uh, your destiny, and that is the life path number in numerology. And if all goes well, we'll be joined a little bit later on in the show by celebrity numerologist Michelle Arbeau, and she will help talk us through some of the different numbers that might show up in somebody's life path. And so today, I will be taking callers, and we'll be looking at your destiny, we'll be looking at your sun sign, and we'll be looking at your life path number to see how they all fit together. So if you want to have a mini reading today, feel free to call in at area code 917-889-3818. So today, and what's up on the planet, of course, the biggest news is the new moon in Virgo. And... It was uh, quite interesting to me when I I pulled up the chart today for the new moon and saw that the uh, grand sextile is still in play, or at least the Star of David. And it's just beautiful. Remember back in end of July, we were talking about the grand sextile or the Star of David and how it was opening up a lot of different opportunities for us and different ways in which we could connect with the energies and in our lives and, and how to follow our our path. And uh, here we are with the new moon now and also being a part of, of the grand sextile. A few planets have moved to different places, but essentially they're all involved in this new moon. And um, we begin, if I start to go around the, the new moon, we see that the new moon was at 13 degrees Virgo. It happened at 4.36 a.m., my time, Pacific Standard or Pacific Daylight Time, uh, this morning. And um, I can always tell when the moon is getting ready to do this new thing. I just get this sort of surge, a feeling of enthusiasm and kind of uh, potential. And, of course, that's what we have right now because the new moon in Virgo takes us to the practical side of things, takes us to the action steps that if we take them in uh, in a planned state, that we can actually control how much we're able to manifest uh, along the lines of our dreams and so forth. Now, this particular new moon was in sextile to Jupiter, and a sextile is a 60-degree relationship between the planets, and that usually presents us with a sort of easy flow of energy between the two, almost as if there's a particular gift involved uh, that you're being given. And if you're able to 
take uh, advantage of that energy, then you can move uh, forward in in an easier way. And a sextile to Jupiter from the sun and the moon means an easy flow between what you have decided you were going to, to put your will towards and the ability to grow and expand. When I look at this in a chart, as in, for example, I drew it up for the West Coast, um, I see the sun and moon comes into the second house, which is the house of self-worth and value. And then I see Jupiter in the 11th house, which is the house of vision and our dream and our goals and aspirations. So I find it fascinating that those two houses are so uh, tied by a gift that it means that we can really, with the intentions we set with this new moon, really see the, the uh, effects of our manifestation, of our intentions, very quickly. And in this particular uh, setup, the um, new moon is also sextile to Saturn, which now Saturn in our charts shows us a place where we can uh, focus, where we ha- where we have to actually use energy and kind of bring things into boundaries, constrict it in a way. Um, you know, Jupiter is about growth and expansion, and uh, Saturn is the exact opposite. It brings everything much more into focus, makes it smaller. So interesting, isn't it, that we have this new moon in the middle of these two gigantic planets. And Saturn, in this case, remember, is still in the sign of Scorpio. And it is calling us to clear whatever is in our way. Um, If it's an emotion, a grudge, an old relationship, um, you name it. Whatever it is that we've been holding on to that no longer serves us in manifesting what it is we desire to in the world, it's being let go of or it's coming up from the depths for you to take a look at. Now, this has created a whole lot of stuff, right? It has been very uh, difficult for some people as relationships have been let uh, let go. I I can tell you numbers of people who have been in breakup situations to uh, the women that I have as very dear friends both watched boyfriends drive away from their homes as they left them, and that kind of energy is very difficult. But what it does is free them up now to move along the path that was meant for them. And for all of you, my listeners out there, if you're being asked to let go of something, it's in order for you to be able to go through the the next phase of growth and expansion. I promise you that's exactly what it's all about. Um, this particular new moon is also in a trine or a 120-degree angle to Pluto. And, of course, Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 and has been taking down institutions and and sort of exposing weaknesses in our systems and in our own lives. It's also exposing where we have not been empowered, um, kind of our weaknesses or our Achilles heels, if you will. And in this particular chart, it's sitting in the fifth house, which is the house of joy and playfulness and creativity. And so what I see here then is these three planets, Jupiter, uh, the sun and moon, and Saturn, oh, and Pluto, so four of them joining up to help us uh, manifest our creations and to move us along the path of whatever is um, the the purpose behind why you're here or uh, the destiny that you're here to lead. Um, this particular uh, lunation is also in an opposition to Neptune and Chiron, they are both in Pisces, and in this particular instance, um, you know, Neptune is the planet that brings us to a higher order of love, unconditional love, 
and is returning us to our spirituality, to the recognition of the truth of who we are as souls on this planet. And then it's joined up with Chiron, which is also clearing the wound of separation. So these two have been working together to sort of bring us to oneness. So if any of you are feeling lost or lonely out there, trust me, you are not alone. Lots of people are experiencing these same things as a way to bring them back to their authentic self. And, of course, we're sitting here on Authentic You Radio, and so it's perfect that this is part of our discussion today. Now, the new moon in Virgo, every year, of course, it seems to me we always start school, at least here on the West Coast, we tend to start school um, in early September, and maybe some of you start in, in the end of August. Um, but, again, you're in the sign of Virgo when this happens. And Virgo is a time for us to get our acts together, to organize ourselves, and to um, sort of uh, get a plan in action. And because Virgo in the chart rules the body, it's often directed at our health, right? We can undertake a new diet or exercise or establish some good healthy habits that we, you know, have uh, been neglecting maybe, you know, through the course of the summer. We haven't taken really good care of ourselves, Um but this particular time of the year is really good for setting a plan for getting back to health. Uh, Virgo also rules the workplace. So jobs and our projects at work and all the different routines that we have also come into play here during this time and trying to get ourselves back on a schedule. For those of you who have kids, you know how hard it is to get them back on a schedule after the two or three months of summer uh, where they get to just you know sleep in and play all day. <laughs> Uh, Virgo rules organization. So we get to get uh, organized in a way that we haven't really. I started cleaning out cupboards and I, I forgot, you know, I was in Virgo energy and I was like, why am I doing this? It's nice outside. But I really felt like I needed to order my environment in some way. Um, so we handling the details, you know, cleaning and and um, even, you know, getting people involved to help you like feng shui experts. They're always really great at, at getting us organized this time of year. Um, the sign of Virgo also is a service-oriented sign, and so it sees us as wanting to be practical helpers in the world, and how can we put our skills and our passions to good use to help others and to support others. Um, some of the negative sides of Virgo, that maybe if you're setting intentions that you, you want to release into uh, uh, a new moon, would be things like worry or criticisms or being, being blaming or judgmental of people. And one thing to work to look at would be excessive uh, or workaholic kind of tendencies. In the body, Virgo actually rules the digestive system. So the whole idea of taking something in and being able to extract the nutrients out of it and assimilate it into your body is all a function of Virgo. And so what we find we're doing in this particular time period is taking in energy and releasing whatever it is that's not useful to us or what doesn't resonate with us. So don't be afraid to let things go. I mean, that's as important as, as uh, attracting things to you, is knowing when to let something go, whether it's an emotion, uh, whether it's an old grudge, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job. Whatever it is, be willing to let go so that it opens up space for what is rightfully and authentically yours. 
All right. Now the new moon window is uh, is strongest during the first 48 hours. And so we still have a couple of days here where we can get ourselves organized around our intentions. So don't forget to do that. The things that your mind is on, because Virgo is a sign that is ruled by Mercury, which controls the mind. So what we're putting our thoughts to is what's manifesting. So be very careful what you put your thoughts on, because you could be manifesting exactly what you don't want instead of what you do want. All right, let's see what else is going on on our planet. We have Saturn also getting ready to conjunct the North Node. These two have been traveling together through the sign of Scorpio for the uh, since last December, actually last October. And, you know, when they connect with each other, you sort of have karma meeting dharma. And when they meet together in Scorpio, it can be sort of disruptive and disturbing at first because what happens with Saturn in Scorpio, again, is that idea of things coming up to the surface that are no longer serving us and being willing to release them and let them go. And then with the North Node in this part of uh, of the chart, it can actually allow room for you to proceed down your path of destiny. So, and And those are... Those are short-term sort of contacts. I mean, it will move on, and uh, you won't have to you know, keep releasing forever, but um, Saturn is at least in this part of, a, of the uh, chart until December 23rd of 2014. So we have a year's worth of being able to bring things up to the surface, let them go, and free ourselves from that old mindset, kind of releasing, I think, um, the old paradigm of thinking and the old paradigm that we've used to hold ourselves down. Uh, later next week, in September 9th, so that's, ooh, I think, what, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have Mars in a square to Saturn. It seems like Saturn's playing a pretty heavy role for us these days, and with good reason, because now that we have Mars in Leo, Mars is our action and passion and uh, our ability to take the steps forward that we need to take and to confront the things that we need to confront, that we need to uh, either deal with or let go of. And so while Mars is in Leo, we are uh, being asked to take action toward our passions, toward what it is that, that we love and toward what it is that we want to see for ourselves in the world. And Leo is a sign that is sort of um, self Centered, and I mean that in a good way. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to be self-centered, because if you're not centered around yourself, you have nothing to give to other people. So just keeping that in mind. So when Mars and Saturn now are coming into the square relationship, it is the action towards your passion meeting the need for you to clear your crap, <laughs> let's say, and get that done first. So what you're willing to let go of opens up again the space for you to create something new. So there's been three different things here in just this short period of time that I've told you about that are creating openings, but in the process you must release. And so that should be sending off you know, bells and whistles here, being paying attention to the fact that this is an ongoing process that we're in. Now astronomically, if we take a look out at the sky um, I learned something new today that I, I have never heard of this, and so I'm going to share it with you guys, is from September 3rd through September 17th, the zodiacal light 
is visible in the sky. What is that, you might ask? Because I asked that same question. And it's the faint light that's reflected from countless pieces of interplanetary material. That's a quote from space.com, by the way. And it is sort of a conical shape, and it stretches across the ecliptic plane. And, and we see it as sort of an, a glow on the, on the uh, sky. And that happens every year right around this time, probably because we're traveling through uh, a part of the sky that has a lot of fragments and things of different comets and things like that that the light can reflect off of. And so, again, that's happening, you know, for the next several days. So even though you may be in a part of the world right now that's cloudy, take a look outside as soon as you get a clear night and see if you can see that. On September 8th, at sunset, Venus and the crescent moon can be seen together low in the western sky just after sunset. And if you've never seen Venus and the crescent moon together, please go out and take the time to look because they are so beautiful together. And um, in the sky that same night, you'll be able to see the star Spica to the right of the moon and Venus, and then the planet Saturn to the left of them. And the star Spica is in the constellation Virgo, and it's one of the brightest stars in the sky, yet Venus shines 100 times brighter than the star Spica. So that just tells you how brilliant uh, that planet Venus can shine in the night sky also because it's much closer to Earth than Spica is. Um, on September 9th, the next day, before uh, the morning uh, light, so probably about three hours before sunrise, before you start to see the brightening on the horizon, Mars can be seen in front of the Beehive cluster of stars, and that's in the heart of the Cancer constellation. And um, the Beehive cluster, I had to look this up too, because even though I'd heard of it before, I had no idea what was entailed. And it is uh, a cluster of stars that contains red giants, some of those the biggest stars out there are red giants, and white dwarf stars, which are some of the coolest stars but have the, the brightest light. And uh, so if you're looking to the east in the early morning, not only will you see the planet Jupiter, but uh, an hour or so later you'll see the planet Mars. If you grab some binoculars and look up at Mars, you'll be able to see the beehive cluster of stars right behind it. And uh, I, I myself am looking forward to that because I've not gotten to see that. All right, so that takes us through what's going on in the uh, astrological part of the sky and the ast astronomical part of the sky. And I think I see a couple of callers on the line, and I'm betting, I see Erica, and I'm betting that um, these are people that have had readings before so that we can take them through the complete process of identifying the three keys to unlocking their destinies, and that's what we were concentrating on today. We're now to the third key, which is a numerological key. And um, the, the life path in numerology is made up of the date of your birth, the, the month, the date, and the year. As an astrologer, I will almost always figure that out along with looking at the sun and destiny in your chart because it's, it tends to sort of give me a more multidimensional look at what's going on for you personally. And so uh, I, I was expecting Michelle to come on today. We haven't seen her yet, so I'm going to go ahead and take our two callers, Erica first, or Jay first, excuse me, and um, take a look at their destinies and their life paths through numbers. So Jay, are you there? Hello, Jay? 
Jeffrey? Do we have Jay on the line? Okay. How about Erica? Hey. Hey, Janet. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Erica? I'm I'm doing well. You know what? I'm going to bring your chart back up, even though I don't necessarily need it for the numerological part. But remember, we're kind of building a profile here. So, um, and I feel like I'm cheated because I I had spoken to Michelle <laughs> before about my I'm like it's like I know what my life path number is. You do okay. Well, that's I okay. do. Okay. Um, and and you know, and I had a birthday a couple days a few days a couple days ago. <laughs> that's right. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Too bad we don't have live audience. I'd sing happy birthday to you. But trust me, you, you don't want me to sing by myself to you. Erica, what was your last name? Lewis. Lewis. Uh, there you are. I did have you filed by your first and last name. Okay. So as I pull your chart up here, let's see um, what is going on for you. I think we kind of looked at your birthday chart last week, didn't we? To get an idea of the themes coming up. Yeah. So if we look at your birth date, it's September 3rd, 1973. So 9 3 1973, 12 13 22, 29, 30, 31, 32. So you're on a 32 5 life path? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So we know my math skills are right up there with Michelle's. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so a 32 life path. Is is really interesting because the 32. I always look at the numbers behind the uh, the five. So in this case, the three and the two, because it gives me sort of more insight into the the number five, which is of course a number of freedom and change, and a lot of the um, excitement energies come through that number five. Let me look again at what your son is in Virgo and your destiny is in destiny in Capricorn. So this uh, this is what I find interesting about you, Erica, is that, number one, you have a life path through numbers that is completely different than what the sun in Virgo would seem to be like, right? The five mm-hmm. life path is much more adventurous, you know, loves to travel, likes change, um, is really constructive use of freedom is kind of the, the hallmark of what you are learning about in this lifetime. Then when you have the sun in Virgo, that's a whole different story. The, the sign Virgo is much more um, grounded and focused in, you know, the planning, organization, and the, the more practical aspects of life. The five is definitely not practical. It's much more freewheeling than that. So you kind of have your life path in numbers at odds with your sun in your chart. That's the first thing we see. And then your destiny is in Capricorn, another earth sign, another very grounded, down-to-earth kind of practical uh, sign that is also very different from your life path. So what do you do with that, right? I I, I have a feeling, and I, you, you and I have talked before about the fact you're an attorney and you feel mm-hmm. sort of like that's not what you want to be doing, right? Exactly. Yeah, so you feel constricted, I think. Your number five life path is what's driving that constriction in in some way, that feeling of being constricted. Yet your son and your destiny are sort of holding you in place. 
In other words, there's a lot of energy devoted in this particular chart to you for you in terms of being that practical, down-to-earth, useful uh, energy, organized, planned, blah, blah, blah. And it comes up at, uh, at an odds to, to your five life path. Now, the 32 behind that five is the number three, which is sort of the number of expressing yourself joyfully through uh, all kinds of mediums, through words, through art, through dance, through poetry. Um, well, that would be words, but you, it's, it's a very artistic and creative and expressive energy. And then that joins up with the two, which is very much more uh, uh, relationship-oriented, and that builds into the five. So you want to be free to express yourself creatively in the world. Um, you could do that as an attorney, I suppose. Um, like I think of some of those the law shows we see where the attorney gets up and just makes this beautiful oration that totally changes the jury's mind, which I'm sure is very romanticized <laughs> compared to what it is. Which is not what we do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it looks really good on TV and makes what you do seem like it would be adventurous. Right, that it would be an adventure and allow you to speak creatively and be creative. But because that you're not feeling fulfilled in that way, it brings up that sort of energy of um, of conflict, inner conflict going on. And I just want to quickly think about here, let's see, 9 and 3 is a 12, and we're in a 6 year, so 12 and 6 is an 18. That puts you in a 9 personal year. So this is a year mm-hmm. of endings completions setting you up for 19 or for the next for 2014 that is a a a year of beginnings right starting something new and i'm just looking up real quickly the um, freedom and discipline meets cooperation and balance which meets expression and sensitivity so in some way uh erica you're going to have to find an outlet in your life to express yourself and I think, you know, there's a part of you that's so very grounded and so very mature and responsible that it's going to be hard for you to let go of being an attorney in favor of doing something more expressive and fun. You're going to always have that conflict. So the best advice I have for you is to make the best use of both of the energies as much as you can in your life. And that means that maybe you have a vocation and an avocation, right? Mm-hmm. Your avocation is that of a dancer or was it you that liked dancing? Was that you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So dancing and expressing yourself in that way, um, and then a few days a week you have the more mundane, um, logical, analytical side that gets uh, its turn to shine uh, in in the world of uh, law and order. Law and order oh. is a perfect <laughs> expression of Virgo and Capricorn. Now, there are other ways to satisfy that. Yeah, there are other ways to satisfy that um, that need to also, you know, be grounded and do something that's important and serve. Mm -hmm. Um, And and you'll find that. But the big thing I can tell you is to please give a a way to express the more freedom, fun-loving side of your energy in the five. uh, Because if you don't, it can lead to... um, Risky behavior. This is that's how I'll put it. Because the five, huh. when it's being constrained too much, will lead to doing things that um, create excitement. Uh, you know, taking a dive out of an airplane, for example. Um, <laughs> okay, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, 
you have a, it's too funny. But you know, just risky behavior sometimes. Yeah. The, so you have to do something that drives the excitement in your life because it would seem that the other two energies, the other two pieces of this, you know, three-pronged um, effect of destiny in your chart is to keep you sort of, you know, in a mundane sort of way, uh, yet you need to be expressing yourself energetically with some more adventurous energies. So, and how can you do that? Well, vacations are a good good way to do that, you know, going to see exotic places, um, fulfilling your need for expression, take up an art class, however it is that you can be artistic in the world. And then by all means, find yourself a different position where you feel more satisfied in terms of the work you do. I know being a lawyer pays the bills. It gives you a good reputation, and hopefully. I mean, you have a good reputation, and and that satisfies two parts of your destiny. But the other third part here really needs expression too, and that's being the adventurer. That is, you know, doing something on a whim. Um, by the way, I was going to ask you, do you work in a law office uh, or are you in the prosecuting attorney's office or no, 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 are you I a mean, partner in a firm? No. Um, I'm right now working in a law firm, but I work on a contractual basis. So it's like I could be working here for like a couple months or I could be working here two years. It's not very stable. Not what I want to do at all. So if you could... If you could design your own job, what would it be? I don't want one. You don't want one? <laughs> I know. Go out and win the lottery. Then you wouldn't have no. one. No. I mean, I just have always wanted to, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, but I've had a hard time, like, making it work because I have a hard time promoting myself. Um, did you know there are people out there that could promote you? That's true. You could hire somebody um, to do all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Because I think, if you, you know, you really do have energy that would lend itself well to being an entrepreneur, right? And for now, you've got Uranus moving through Aries, and it is kind of um, sort of pushing you in that direction in, in a very much more self-expressive way. If you were an entrepreneur, what kind of business would you do? Well, I have my I have my health coaching business, which mm-hmm. is not, you know, not the end-all, be-all. It's just kind of like opening the door to to getting out. <laughs> you know, okay. I feel I feel like I um I, I want to help people on a larger scale, and if I can start if I can start by helping them on the health side, that's fine. But I mm-hmm. think that it's going to be one of those things where I kind of it leads me to my it leads me to and I know that I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I really want to affect people in a positive way, you know, in terms of helping people live more fulfilling lives and healthier and, and all those mm-hmm. those good things. Um, but I don't have an And that's that. another sign of that Virgo is, right? Virgo rules mm-hmm. service. How we get back, how we help each other. Um, you know, and in a way, by fulfilling yourself, you are also... Uh, shining that example out to other people. So if I were you, I, that's the move I would make, you know, and maybe, you know, stepwise progression here, moving yourself more and more into the health coaching business. And maybe, you know, maybe there's another form of study that you can take up um, mm-hmm. or uh, another skill that you can learn around, you know, the, the work that you do with healing or with coaching. 
mm-hmm. and um, start expressing that because then you've got both ways of expressing yourself through service, which does still fulfill your Virgo sun, through your own business, which your destiny in Capricorn would just love, and then also the more adventurous side of the life path number because it does like that idea of not having to um, uh, be bidden to anybody else's schedule, creating their own, right? Setting your own mm-hmm. schedule. Fives love that. Yes. So how can you do that, right? Start taking steps to doing that. Um, right now, because you're still in the end of a nine personal year, this is the mm-hmm. time to close up shop in some things, right? To bring some things to closure that are going to uh, allow you the freedom to act in a new way, to be in a new way once you get into January. So there you have it. Right. Rearrange your life. Get yourself out of uh, the life-sucking job that you're in and go you know, in a direction that serves you uh, in, in, a, in, your, in, a, in a different capacity that allows you to shine joyfully. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Write yourself up a plan, right? Your, your plan should have a vision attached to it, the five love vision. It's very visual. So see yourself. Mm-hmm. See the steps that you need to take. That will satisfy your Virgo son that likes the steps likes to see the plan, put them together, and move. Do some moving. Okay. That makes All sense. All right. All right. Awesome. Yay. Thanks, Erica, so much for calling in and for sticking with me for these three weeks so we could see all of this in progression. I love it. Well, thank you, Janet, for having me. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. You take care, and I, I want to hear back from you in a couple of weeks and see how you're doing. Okay. we Will do. All right. Great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So Jeffrey tells me that Jay is back. Yes. Hey, Jay. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. How yourself? I'm good. Thank you. And let's see. I've talked to you before, right? I think so. Jay, what's your last name? Last name? Uh, Saka. Or did we do, have you had me do a chart for you? Uh, yes, you did, I think. Is it numerology or is it astrology? Well, we're going to do both, actually, if we can. If you don't want me to do that, I'll just take your birth date and we'll do numbers and see what we find. How's that? We can do astrolo- you can do astrology, too, if you like. I think you did my... Okay. I'm not sure if you did my chart or not. Okay, well, let's just add you in here and let's see, J, J-A-Y. Mm-hmm. And what's your birth date, J? March 24th, 1964. I'm 11 two-year master number. Ooh, okay. And what do you know what time you were born? Yeah, 11.54 p.m. Okay, and 11, where did you go? 11.54, and where were you born? Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. Medicine Hat, did you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, Alberta, Canada, there you are. Mm-hmm. And... So, one second here while it brings up your chart for me. Okay, so, wow. So, what we've been doing, Jay, I don't know if this is the first week that you've tuned in, but for the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the three key pieces 
that outline someone's destiny. In other words, the things that I'm going to look at, number one, when uh, I get someone's chart up. In fact, I just did it, right? I took a look to see your son is in Aries. I see your destiny is in Cancer. And now from, you know, the, the birth date, I can figure out what your life path number is, which, let's see, 24 March 1964 is a 5, 9, 10, 19, 25, 29, 11 life path. Right? Is that what you were saying, that your life path was an 11, or were you in an 11 personal year? Well, maybe 11 personal year, but it came up usually to 11 slash 2, so. You're actually in a 6 personal year. So yeah. um, the the way we figure out the personal year is we take your birth date and uh, the day and the month and add it to the year that we're in yeah. currently. Yeah. And, and that tells us where you are in the cycle. Yeah. And it looks like in, in this cycle you are um, in a six-personal year, but your life path is an 11-2. A 29 is yeah. behind that 11. Yeah. And so, you know, this kind of sees you walking a spiritual path in some ways, kind of the key words I always think of with um, uh, an 11 is uh, enlightenment and illumination, right? Seeking the deeper answers to the questions, which, you know, an 11 injects a bit of energy, higher uh, energy to the the whole uh, thing, which brings us to, you know, anxieties and weird circumstances that, that we have to traverse in our lives. Um, so in this particular case, I'm looking just now at your chart to see where some of the, the key places are that, that are emphasized in the chart by house. And indeed, in your chart, the ninth house, which is the house of spirits, um, your beliefs, your philosophies, um, your spirituality, in essence, um, is populated with the moon, Uranus, and Pluto. So there's a lot of emphasis on on this for you. And all three of those pieces are in Virgo, which is what happened just today. We had the new moon at the same degree that these planets sit in your chart. So how's that for timing, right? You call, you call on a day where your destiny uh, is being triggered today, or your life path, or your purpose is being triggered today by the a new moon. Mm-hmm. And so, tell me a little bit about yourself, Jay. Have you walked a spiritual path this life so far, or do you consider yourself a seeker? Tell me more about you. Uh, I walked it since 2003, and I'm a teacher actually, also just on the sideline right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And, uh, Wait, do you teach children? Do or? Pardon me? And are you teaching in school, you mean, like school children? or? No, just on the sideline, actually. Just classes, workshops on, on weekends. Okay. And what's the subject you're teaching? Meditation? Uh, no, drumming, actually. Oh, cool. Well, um, because, you know, drumming is extremely spiritual in nature and um, can take you away to places, unless you're drumming in a band of some sort. But, um, That's right. So, at any rate, then, so you have a lot of uh, spiritual emphasis in this life just because that uh, those three planets are sitting there in the house of spirituality. Now, your destiny is in Cancer. Um, have you ever thought about getting involved in healing in some way? Mm, I haven't thought about that. I was doing that a long time ago, but fortunately the universe didn't support me at that time, so... Mm-hmm. Um, with a destiny in cancer, 
in the eighth house, which is the house of transformation, the whole thing, idea of rebirthing, um, something passing out of existence so that something else can come in, sort of like a, uh, the, the death and rebirth cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where your destiny sits, actually, in cancer. So you're learning in this lifetime to walk a path that takes you um, into the emotions and into the more nurturing aspect of, of life and being compassionate and empathic, which is what gives uh, destiny, uh, North Node or destiny in cancer people such good healing abilities because they sort of are empathic. Now, in the eighth house, it doesn't necessarily have its... Um, uh, connection to the body, but perhaps uh, the soul, right, working at the soul level. And sometimes I see this in men and women who have taken up becoming a shaman, right, carrying right. on the old traditions through uh, shamanic studies. And that would be a very powerful place for you to be as well, particularly since the planet that rules shamans is Pluto, and it's sitting uh, in your spirituality house. So that would be an interesting path for you to take, too. Um, then the numbers that you have, the um, your life path 11 is um, also, as a two, is, is about creating relationship. And it's kind of an interesting path because I see so many 11s that have had the worst relationships. They're usually like... Um, kind of at each end of the spectrum, the, the most loving of loving and the worst of worst relationships. How do you fall with that? What has your experience been in relationships? It could be either, you know, the worst of worst right now. Not right now, but before, so I'm just uh, looking up, up right now. I'm just putting myself more out there right now. Uh-huh. Making yeah. yourself more available for um, yeah. connection with people? Yes. Um, because part of the two, you know, the two part of this 11 really loves the idea of being loved, right? To be with in, in a romantic relationship, to be, um, you know, close with somebody, to have that intimate kind of, of uh, relationship with someone. And so that's also needing fulfillment for you uh, with that number, even though the 11, I think more and more that the, more, the further we move into this um, millennium, the, the more the master numbers are taking over, right? The mm-hmm. fewer numbers, uh, the fewer people I see operating at the lower end of the number. And when I say that, I don't mean that in a judgment way at, at all. It's just, you know, I think we're we're operating now at the at the higher frequency, if you will. And um, but that doesn't mean that a fulfilling relationship wouldn't be helpful for you. Yeah. So so keep keep looking for that in that direction. And and then, you know, keep following a spiritual path. And I can see why teaching is appealing to you because you have Saturn in the third house, which is where uh, the mind is and where teaching and learning occurs. And when Saturn is here, it is a very um, strong pull to share knowledge um, and to, um, to, to impart sort of the curiosity, the natural curiosity that comes with learning on a variety of subjects. It doesn't matter what subject. Um, right. Did you have learning disabilities yourself when you were in school? Did, were you kind of like a round, what is that, a square peg in a round hole kind of thing? Uh, yeah, it was hard learning, actually. I was in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you also have Chiron in this part of your chart? And that makes for someone who is really good at teaching 
and imparting knowledge to people but wasn't always able to learn uh, really easily for themselves. And that's because you all of that's taking place in Pisces, which is a much more idealistic sign. So if they could have spoken to you on uh, on a different plane, perhaps, you would have gotten engaged. But most times in school, they want to put you into a little uh, a form, let's say, and your energy doesn't make for that uh, kind of form very easily. So, you know, you ended up in an environment that wasn't conducive to the type of learning that you would do well with. Right. So, and now, so then, what you can help create for other people are various ways in which they can learn, whether it's children or adults, it doesn't really matter. Right? You can see, perhaps, or maybe if you are willing to connect with your cancer destiny, you can kind of empathically understand uh, what a person needs as far as um, their learning capabilities. Do you like being a teacher? Yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very so. healing for you. Yes, it is, yeah. So, yeah, so if I could encourage you to stay that path, um, that's a really good path. And if you become a spiritual teacher of some sort in the process, all the better for you. All the better. And in the coming yeah. months, and uh, coming months to six weeks now, you'll have some planets in Virgo that are moving out of Virgo and into Libra, which is in your career house. So the, mm-hmm. the focus then begins to shift on what it is do I want to do in the world, right? How, how do I want to be in the world? And some changes may come up for you um, over the next several months in that particular arena. And that's because at the opposite end of that are several planets that are going to want to be uh, taken care of, right? Their energy is going to want to be expressed. And that's your natal Mars and your natal Sun. And um, they want expression as well. So if some changes come up, you know, feel your way into them. Um, and if you uh, are sort of in love with the thought of doing them, if it feels good, then that's the way you need to go. Hmm. Okay. What about, does anything for um, abundance or money uh, this year, this fall? Um, you know what it looks like for you is that Pluto is in this house, the house of money, for the next uh goodness, probably 25 years of your life. And um, When did it start? Now, it just started not too long ago, right? Oh, really? Just in the last couple of years. You know, Pluto moves very slowly. It's far out there. Yeah. Now, often a Pluto transit through the second house will bring money, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, a, it's a empowering yourself to earn, and it's in Capricorn right now. So if you make some really good decisions about what to do with money right now, it'll pay off for you in a big way. Okay. But for the short term, is there anything that I can see that's going to change? Probably not for a while. Maybe as we get more into the beginning of uh, 2014. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Jay, for calling back. I don't know if you got disconnected or what, but I'm glad you called back. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for the great details and uh, love that you stuff you love you do. And uh, thanks so much for the chart reading. Thank you. You're welcome, and thanks again. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Okay. I think I have Dee from last week out there, right? Dee, are you there? Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello, Janet. Thank you for taking my call. How are you doing today? Okay. I would like you to look at my numerology for this year. I think I'm in okay. a number eight year. Yes. What's your birth date, hon? 
August 30th, 1961. A contemporary of mine. I think we talked la- we talked last week, didn't we? Yes, we did. So, let's see here. August 30th, that's an 11, 12, 21, 27, 28. So, your life path is a 10 or a 1 because you can resonate at either level. A 10 being kind of the higher expression of the 1 mm-hmm. in this case which is a life of independence and and being seen, standing out in the crowd, being noticed, um, and and doing things your own way. Um, what's and and you're a Virgo as well. Okay, so I've got Virgo. Did I do a chart for you last week, Dee? Yes, you did. What's your last name? Michaels. Michaels. Did I know your last name last week? <laughs> yes, you did. Question? You asked me. Okay, so let's see if I can find you. There you are. I want to look at your chart because now I want to put the three pieces together, right? We know you're a one life path. You're supposed to be standing on your own to be loud and proud. And um, let's see your your son being in Virgo. So you've just recently had a birthday. Your son is in the second house, very close to your destiny. And your destiny is at 27 degrees of Leo. Your son is at six degrees of Virgo, so really just literally, you know, five, six, seven degrees from each other. So that means that uh, your son is in the second house. You're learning about self-worth in this particular year, or excuse me, in this lifetime. And that self-worth is wrapped up then in with your life purpose, which is to stand on your own two feet, right, to be independent, to be seen. Have you tried to be invisible for a good chunk of your life? Uh, be physical? Mm, that's not that doesn't come natural to me. <laughs> no, be invisible. Invisible, yes. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the yes. exact thing that you're learning about is how to become visible. Right? That's the destiny in the first house, destiny in Leo is that in some way you're meant to shine in the world and that's backed up by your life path being a one. So anything that you do that keeps you in the behind the scenes does not serve you. So how can you bust loose and, and, you know, jump out into the world in a big way? And it doesn't mean like you have to become famous. You don't need to be an Oprah. But in some way, you need to stand out in the crowd, in your crowd, right, in your family, in in your uh, world in some way, in your field of endeavor, whatever that is, in your job, and, um, and, and make yourself visible. And this is too funny because you and I born so close together. We have the same destiny, and I am working that same thing, becoming visible. And I, um, I I swear I wore Harry Potter's invisibility cloak for as long as I possibly could. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. But I'm not getting anywhere Uh, wearing it. (laughs) What did you say? I'm uncomfortable. I I know what you're saying, but I'm so uncomfortable. I like to be behind the scenes. I don't like to be noticed. I don't like to stand out. Yet, no matter what, I always get attention. So you know let's what I mean? make it the kind of attention you you want, right? Let's make it the attention okay. you want. So, what kind of attention do you want? And then oh, go for that. Know. Okay. Because otherwise, you know, otherwise on an ego level, and I don't, I'm not saying that you purposely set out to get noticed like this, but in a way, because your ego is dying for expression. You will find some way, or the world will find some way to get you noticed, whether it's good or bad, <laughs> whether it's yeah. positive or yeah. negative, right? Okay. So that's 
So give it an outlet. Give yourself an outlet for being seen, for being the shining star in something, right? Okay. As a healer, perhaps, or what do you do right now as a job or as work or for fun? I'm a stay-at-home, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I homeschool my daughter. Well, that certainly makes you a star. Thank you. Right? So in some way, then, you're expressing yourself. You're standing out because a lot of parents don't homeschool. So in some way, you're already individualized in a way that's different from other people. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you know, more that can be done that, that uh, gets you out there and noticed. I don't know. Maybe you come up with a new homeschool curriculum. Maybe you do things a different way in homeschool that gets you noticed. Um, how old is your daughter? She's 13. So you still have, what, four or five more years worth of schooling with her? Yes. And yes. Um, and then it's, you know, your turn. How do you get noticed? Yeah. How do you get I'll noticed? I have to think about that. I don't know. I have to think and, about that. Yeah, in a couple of weeks I'm going to have uh, another guest on where we're going to go through the shadow self and the, the the wound, the chironic wound. You have Lilith, which is the um, shadow, also in the same place. And um, that makes it even harder for you to come out of hiding, to make the changes necessary to get yourself noticed. But I'm telling you, your life path is a one. You're meant to be out there. You're meant to be seen. It's a very Aries kind of energy feel, right? That uh, that one really places you at, at the pioneering edge of something. And this Lilith, right? yep. where is she now? Where is that She's now? in your first in house in Leo. She's sitting there right with your destiny. <laughs> Lilith what, in uh, the first house is the fear of change in Leo. Okay. Fear of change, right? That that's your shadow. Is that you're you're really afraid to make changes, even though always. you know I'm sure you you make them, but there's always something attached to it, like like you're attached to the past or to to yes. the uh, the way things are. So it makes it yes. hard for you to let go of that and move forward. So now you're going to have to overcome this shadow. You're going to have to make peace with this shadow so that you can move forward, so that you can hit your life purpose. Okay. And you're doing a fine job. I don't mean to imply you're not, because you are doing some things that are very different to the normal set of things out there, traditional versus non-traditional ways of doing things, right? But in some way, you need to stand out in the crowd. Don't hide yourself. That will lead you in the wrong direction. (laughs) Okay. I've always been a nonconformist. <laughs> right. Right. So play on that. Play on that okay. nonconformist part of you. And that doesn't mean you have to go out and flaunt, you know, change to people no, no. or things like that. But but you can certainly live the change that you want to be, that you want to see in the world or in your world. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much for calling in well, today. Can I, ask you, can I ask you one thing? This, this number eight year, yeah. what does that mean for me? Does that mean... An eight year... The eight is a very powerful number. In fact, it is the number that resonates with um, with power, empowering ourselves. And so it's a year that very often brings you into the limelight in some way. It's a year of ambition and of actually you know, uh, gaining in reputation or in some way being noticed. Um, and, you know, Michelle, she has been doing a study, or she was writing a book, and I, I think she's still in the process of this, where eight is the God number. 
and uh, I really want to get into that more with her someday because, you know, we all go through cycles where the eight or the God number becomes very visible for us, and that's what you're in is that God number, that number of um, of gaining empower, empowering yourself, not taking power from people, although sometimes that's what it can be too, but um, it's a year of recognition of you getting noticed. Okay. So get out there. Be seen. I do will. what you do best. Right? Okay. All right. I will definitely Thanks try. Thanks so much, Dee. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Don't try, do. There is no try. I will. I'll okay. get out there. <laughs> yes, get out there. Be seen. All right, okay. take care, Dee. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Okay, so it looks like I'm down to the last few minutes. Um, I I think I have Tom from last week on the line, and I think I can go through something really quickly with you, Tom. Are you out there still? Oh, yes, I am. Thank you. How are you doing? Uh, I've been better. I've been better. Oh, well, what's I'm going on? Pulling, I'm pulling along. My finances have disappeared. I can't find them oh. anywhere. I'm in between jobs. Every, the bills are just piling up, and I don't know. I hope my Pluto is uh, is coming in. <laughs> Going through your second house. Um, Tom, yeah. what's your last name? <laughs> what's your last name, Tom? Griner. G-R-E-I-N-E-R. Yeah. I thought, did I know I pulled a chart for you yesterday. I bet you're in a different program. Hold on one moment while I get your your chart up. But um, let's, what's your birth date? Tom. Let's look at that. Oh, my, my birthday is 127.59. So let's take a look at the year um, that you were born. It's a 3, 10, 11, 20, 25, 34. So you're living a 7 life path. And the 7 life path, of course, is a much more introspective sort of life path and uh, not necessarily one that um, you think of in terms of gaining uh, a lot financially. That doesn't mean you can't gain financially, financially, by the way, but your focus is more on study, pursuing a spiritual path, um, very much more um, uh, introspective than extro, uh, introverted as opposed to extroverted. Well, so, the seven year is more like just making plans and waiting for eight to come around, or is that wrong? <laughs> uh-uh. I always call the seven year a year of study, of introspection, of meditation, oh, okay. of kind of retiring a bit from the outer world to concentrate more on the inner. And okay. um, so, but that's your life path, right? That's your whole life path. So a lot of the yes. energy that you're devoting to this lifetime is in study, reflection, meditation, mm-hmm. etc. And yes. um so that doesn't leave a whole lot of energy out there for you to go out looking for um big money to come through. But I would suspect then that a lot of what's going on financially for you has to do with your beliefs, right? That uh yes. how fear or scarcity gets involved when you have um when it looks like for example that you don't have money coming in or you don't have a job and that kind of thing. Um, and let's see, your sun is in Aquarius, and that also lends itself well to your seven life path. Um, Money-wise, though, there isn't any real, um, there's no 
energy drain there, but there's also no real focus on that. So I think what you need to do is to focus on what it is that you really love. What do you really want to do? And um, moving that focus in that direction then can help you create something as opposed to just being the victim of or at the behest of something. Yes. Yeah. So I I wish I had more time with you today, Tom. I, I have only one minute left. Um, if you want to, you know, contact me privately, you can, and you know, maybe I can look a little deeper into that for you. And you have my email; okay. it's Janet yes, at at Hotmail. Okay, very good. Yes. So let's do that. And uh, for everybody else, I uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, next week, we are going to uh, change gears a bit, and we're going to be talking about what's coming up for the autumn and looking at the energies that are coming up. We have eclipses and lots of fun stuff. If you thought the spring and summer were awesome, (laughs) the fall is going to be that way as well. So thank you all for joining me today, and have a stellar week. Thank you for joining us today on Living Astrology. You can reach Janet for reading at www.living-astrology.com or by email at janet at living-astrology.com. Do you have questions about how astrology works or questions about your own chart? Send them to me at dearastro at living-astrology.com. One show each month will be dedicated to answering your questions. Goodbye for now and have a stellar week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.